0: Gentlemen, Mrs. Franklin D. Roosevelt.
1: When you sit down to breakfast, don't you often think of the starving people of the world? I wish we could share our abundance with them. Wholesome foods like Good Luck Margarine. Years ago, we never dreamed of eating margarine, but nowadays you can get margarine like Good Luck, which tastes delicious. I really enjoy it.
0: The margarine Mrs. Roosevelt has just recommended is New Good Luck, the light margarine that leaves no oily aftertaste.
1: And Effie, I brought in the mail, two letters for you. Oh, nice. I think one's from Aunt Martha, and I don't know who the other one is from. Here. Oh, just set them down, dear. My hand, I've been <laughs> peeling potatoes. Who'd you get a letter from? Her mother. Oh, what did she have to say? Well, I don't know. Let's see. Well, she entertained the ladies' aid last Thursday. Mm-hmm. Ralph Arden has got married, which, which Mother says was about time. <laughs> the old livery stable burned down, but oh. other than that, there's no news, except I think it's wonderful about you going abroad if you can scrape up the money. Mm. Cause I think it's terrible when companies send men off on trips. They don't include the wife on the expense no, account. No, I must say I agree and... with your mother. Oh, well, now mm-hmm. they don't, so. Well. Oh, listen to this, listen to this. I certainly don't think any husband should be gadding off to Paris by himself, whether it's on business or not. <laughs> oh, Mother, so funny. So I'm going to do what I can for you. I've decided to rent the upstairs of the house here and will send you whatever I get from Oh, oh isn't that wonderful? Of course it won't be much, Aunt Every, but you know wonderful. it's a small town and they Well what in heaven's name was that? Well, I don't know. Sounds like it came from the living room in here. Come on, where's the baby? But well, he's still asleep. Whatever it was, it sounded as though it broke. Oh. I don't see anything, do you? No. Oh, where? on the oh, oh, that lovely note glass candy, dish. Oh, I'll never be able oh. to glue that. Where was it? Well, I was up there on that corner? What, what not? Oh, but look where, look where it is, way over there, just as though it had been thrown off. Well, isn't that funny? That's the one I got in Boston last spring, see? remember? Yes. Oh, well, look you can this. say this all you like. There it. is something peculiar going on around here, and I don't think it's any vibrations from trucks going past over there on the road. There haven't been any trucks out there today. No. No, that's true. When we were in the kitchen and the baby's upstairs, I mean, there's no one else in the house. I hope not. You we we'll get the butcher knife and I'll get the hammer and we'll look in every closet.
0: To know an item's true dimensions, it must be viewed from different angles. This applies to happenings in the day's news as well. Edward R. Murrow and Lowell Thomas view the news each in his own way, painting a well-rounded picture of the day's events. In today's crisis-ridden age, Mr. Murrow's penetrating commentary, as it has for many years, continues to give America a view in-depth of world happenings. Drawing upon his many years of experience as a newsman, he's able to examine news stories in the light of related happenings. Lowell Thomas... A veteran of 30 years of news broadcasting has come to know thousands of people and places on his globe-circling expeditions, a fact which enables him to add personal sidelights and high human interest to the day's happenings, giving them added color, form, and meaning. View the news through the perspectives, the eyes, the experience of Edward R. Murrow and Lowell Thomas each Monday through Friday night over most of these same CBS radio stations. (laughs)
2: What what do you mean it's happened again?
1: Those strange things happening.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yes, you do. You ought to.
1: The other night, the bookend just fell off the bookshelf and landed on your head. Oh, uh-huh. oh, all that. Uh-huh, yes. well, we figured
2: out those were vibrations from trucks rumbling past there on the road.
1: Well, there are no trucks today. No. Oh,
2: look, let's not start all that again. No, no, look, I got something else on my mind. Listen, look I... Look here, wanna... the
1: baby was asleep, and Effie and I were in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We heard this crash of something breaking, and we rushed into the living room, and here was my lovely milk glass candy dish. You know the one. No. Oh, yes, you do. The one I got in Boston. All
2: right, all right, Boston. You know the I milk glass so, yes, one. Yes, yes.
1: Well, anyhow, it had been on the whatnot. And when we came in and found it, it was over there. We measured a good eight feet away from the whatnot. If it had just fallen off, it would have landed right there. Right there, dear. You know? And and this was just as though it had been sort of swept Mm -hmm. off, you know?
2: Oh, honey, and I... I, We thought
1: maybe somebody else else was in the house, you know? So so she got the butcher knife and I got the hammer Mm -hmm. and we went through the whole house, looked Mm -hmm. in every closet. Under the bed?
2: Yeah. Butcher knife? Yes, yes, yes. and we looked it. Why do it you every... do a thing like that? Doesn't it occur to you that there were a prowler and you surprised him standing there with a with a butcher knife in your hand? You'd be just giving him a wonderful weapon? I wouldn't give it to him for He's heaven's sake. No, dear, you wouldn't, but he'd take it away from you, oh. being stronger than you are.
1: I feel safer with a butcher knife. Oh, well, I do. Women,
2: honestly. Anyhow,
1: we didn't find anybody. No, of
2: course not. I don't see anything so mysterious about a candy dish falling off something and breaking Well,
1: them. I I certainly think it's peculiar. Yeah. It isn't as though it were the only thing, dear. What about the vase of flowers on the dining room table that fell over twice for no reason? The bookend that slid off and hit you and the Dresden figurine that fell down and broke last week. Now, what well, about that? I those? don't what know. I, I
2: cannot oh. answer, but I'm sure that there's some very logical explanation. No. Maybe we've built our house on top of a brand-new volcano or something. I wouldn't be surprised. It would just be my luck. Oh, no, now, don't be silly. Anyhow, I don't want to talk about it anymore. i got well, something I that, just... that you probably want to know about. What? Well, uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're having company tonight.
1: Oh.
2: Well, Marcia.
1: Marsha Kramer?
2: Yeah, well, her name isn't Kramer now, Aunt Effie. You mean it?
1: your old girlfriend? The one who called you at 3 o'clock in the morning to say Happy New Year? Yes,
2: yes, yes. I mean, she was in California, and she forgot about the difference in time. Oh,
1: no, well, it's typical
2: Marsha. Just
1: as flighty as she was when you went with her in high school. Obviously, she hasn't changed a bit. And what is she doing here? Well,
2: I told you that she only called me that time to tell me that she was getting married again and that she was coming back here for a visit to see her aunt mm. or something that lives here. And You
1: mean is coming over here tonight?
2: Well, she called me at the office and she said, well, she so wanted to meet you and... Uh, Wants to see what you married. Yeah, oh, why do you put it that way? She, she was very friendly. Oh, I
1: bet she was. I'll never forget the two of you being very friendly in the front seat of your father's car, parked right under the street for the whole neighborhood.
2: And happy for peace. sake. I don't believe in people I'm...
1: kissing each other in public, and I don't think they should be kissing at all unless they are going to be married. Oh. Uh... Yes, well, remember, he was only 16, Annie. Well, it. he just made a fool of himself over that, Marcia. And I must say we were just sick that he was going to marry her. You can say all you like, she was fast, oh. Uh, Uh, Never mind, never mind. uh, What time is Marcia coming over? Well, I
2: I had to ask her. Well, that's all
1: right. I'm just as curious as she is, dear. Yeah,
2: certainly going to be a comfortable evening. (laughs)
1: Oh, stop worrying. What time is she coming? Is her new husband with her?
2: No, no, no. She's only here for a short visit. I guess he's coming on next week or something. I I didn't catch her. I I told her to come about 8 o'clock. Oh,
1: heavens, let's hurry and have dinner and get the dishes done then.
2: Yeah, well, don't you think maybe you ought to, (laughs) I mean, you know, change your dress and do something about your hair. I mean, it's... It, Dear,
1: it, don't worry about me. Meeting your old girlfriend, I shall be dolled up fit to kill. Well, 9.30 and you no know Marcia. Just as irresponsible as she always was. Why doesn't he call her up wherever she stays? He can't remember her aunt's name. You can go on up to bed, Aunt Effie. You don't have to Oh, no, no, no. I certainly want to get a look at Marcia again. Well, dear. Yeah, yeah, is she here? No,
2: not yet.
1: Oh, all
2: right. I'll be right down.
1: What is he doing upstairs? He's dashed up and down a dozen times. Probably combing his hair again. He has fussed and fussed with his appearance. Honestly, couldn't decide what suit to have (laughs) on. He dropped his cufflinks, I don't know how often, fumbling to get them in. Mm. Had a terrible time choosing the right guy. Mm-hmm. Just and, uh, the way he was when he was 16 and had a date with Marsha. <laughs> mm. Oh, well, let's face it, Aunt every When you're going to see somebody you haven't seen for years... Well... Well, you want to look your best. I don't blame him. He doesn't want Marsha to look at him and think, my, how he's aged. Oh, <laughs> that's what he was doing with the brown shoe polish. What? Covering up those few gray hairs he has. Oh, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, I don't say anything about it. After all, mm-hmm. I think you said Marcia looked sort of like Marilyn Monroe. Yes, yes, she did. The silliest thing. Giggled all the time. I never could see what the boys saw in her. Uh-huh. Maybe she was a good dancer. hmm Oh! Huh. Well, what did you uh, do, change your suit?
2: Uh, well, I just thought a sports jacket looked better, you know, more mm-hmm. casual. Uh-huh.
1: Well, maybe, maybe it does, dear. i huh Hmm. 9.30, hope she hasn't stood you up, honey.
2: <laughs> oh, this is silly. <laughs> no, no, I mean, she she just asked if we were doing anything tonight, uh-huh. and I said, no, we weren't doing anything. No. Why didn't she drop over? You know, I mean, it's nothing to make a fuss over. No. I mean, you, Aunt Effie, you don't have to stay up.
1: I wouldn't miss this for the world.
2: Oh, uh, well... Shall we play some Scrabble? No,
1: I don't... I, I, well, I mean, I don't feel like it, do you? No.
2: Well, but, uh, you know, just...
1: Funny, isn't it, when you're waiting for something or somebody who never put your mind to doing anything mm. but waiting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. No, no. You just sit around and waste time yeah. doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Look,
2: Marsha might not even come over tonight, huh? Oh,
1: she'll be here. If I remember Marsha and I do... She's just getting herself beautiful so she can stir up a little trouble.
2: Oh, and that. Big... Why
1: don't I get out the Scrabble board, dear? I think it looks better if we're doing something, not just sitting here waiting. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fine,
2: so. fine, fine. Oh, Jolly. No, 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 no! Now stop apologizing. No,
1: no, no, no. Now it's quite all right. It's quite all right, he says. And here it is midnight. Then she calls to say she's not coming. Well, I hope she has a good excuse. Oh, I'm sure she does. Uh, She was good
2: at that. No, no, Marsha, of course. Oh, no, no, no. She's not mad at all. Mm -hmm. No, my wife's not like that. (laughs) Well, hold on. Honey, yes, <laughs> crazy. I mean, Marcia fell asleep uh, after dinner, and her aunt didn't wake her up, and she she's terribly sorry. Marsha and... stood
1: him up like that when he was sixteen, and he just take it. We oh, used to get so mad at him.
2: Aunt Effie, will you please? She is on the phone. Look, honey, Marcia wants to know if we're busy tomorrow. I would tell
1: Marcia to go jump in the
2: lake. I'm not. Look, I'll I'll tell her we're busy, and at this point, I I don't give two hoops whether I see her or not. Well,
1: I do. I am even more curious. And I don't know what you mean. Your wife's not like that. Four hours we've been waiting. Give me the phone. Give me no, the no, phone. No, what, give it here. What give it are you going to say? Honey, he- hello. Oh. Hello, Marsha. Oh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm so anxious to meet you, too. Well, I hope you're free tomorrow because I said, my goodness. We must give a little party for you.
2: Oh, no, 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 dear. Oh no,
1: just, oh, no. Just a few of our friends I know would love to meet you, Marcia. Oh, <laughs> golly. Yes, I... I... Get, away. get away. Get away. I can't. Yes, well, Marcia. I am. I know. know. huh Because she yes. wants
2: to meet Marcia. Well, and since Marcia loves parties, she knows she'll show uh-huh. up. Well, oh, you know how Marcia is. No. She'll break <laughs> with all the men. Okay. They'll make a fuss <laughs> over her, and yeah. all their wives yeah. will be furious, mm. and there's bound uh, to be trouble, I'm telling you. pretty
1: dirty, Marcia, and we are all dying to meet you. Uh-huh. Well, I am going to invite myself to stick around tomorrow night. I wouldn't miss this party for anything.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> I think I'd better.
1: Have you had your soup today? Campbell's, of course. Campbell's, of course. Once a day, every day. You should have a bowl of Campbell's soup have some Campbell's right now.
0: Today, treat yourself and your whole family to warming, heartening bowls of Campbell's tomato soup. It's so nourishing, good. A real bowl full of get-up-and-go. Children love it. Campbell's, mmm, good tomato soup. <laughs> The Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Margaret Hamilton and is produced by Walter...